Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, September the 26th. 2022 and I hope you had a great weekend this is episode number 113 congratulations Georgia Maloney and the world holds its breath so I don't know if this is official or not but I believe it is I hope it is, but it looks as though uh, Italy has its first female prime minister in history. And so the proper and respectful thing to do is to say congratulations. You see, that's what you do. There has to be uh, pleasantness. And uh, this um, this lady has uh, had quite a bit of controversy in her life. And so right now, all we can do is hold our breath. And once again start kicking out all the stuff in the propaganda machine that we can possibly think of. I think there um, it's going to be a honeymoon period. And you want to know what I really think that is absolutely certain that is going to take place? Absolutely nothing. Because that's pretty much where things are in Italy right now in absolute terms. Now, For other places in the world, not so much, but um, let's see, 
in the next few months, next few weeks, as far as things for Ukraine are concerned, very good. And actually, with the new incoming administration, it should get off to a pretty good start because undoubtedly I believe that um, Maloney is going to uh, certainly join forces with Zelensky and Ukraine. So that means good things for Ukraine. And that means good things as far as that's concerned for all of the uh, coalition partners. Um, yeah, all the coalition partners that are standing with Ukraine, brothers in arms, side by side. And for Russia, well... As far as any good, not so much. But you see, there is this thing about Russia, and it always has been throughout its history. And this is something that has been repeated many, many times. Of course, what I am talking about is the Second World War, and the Germans were just absolutely so confident uh, that they were going to uh, capture Moscow. I mean, I think at their peak, they were on a roll, let's say, and um, I think they got within like 60 miles of Moscow, I believe. Anyway, it's been shown over and over again that for any invading force, Every time it looks really bad for Russia, things change. And I would not count them out of this at all. Now, like I said, this is, of course, a very different time period. But I don't know. It depends on... I guess, your point of view um, with Russia. I'm, um, I'd have to say overall that I am in the latter camp. And there are multiple reasons for this. I'm going to tell you at least just one of them. And this is, this is not scientific. But this much I know, especially as far as recent history is concerned, 
that um, anytime the U.S. is um, more or less, again, thumping its chest and talking about, <laughs> oh God, talking about human rights and just endlessly talking about um, the evils that other empires do. And, and then... It's a group, it's a gang, this huge gang of its coalition forces. Whenever this happens, I get this real uncomfortable feeling in my stomach that, you know, somehow I just know that something isn't right. I know... Perhaps it's on an intuitive level, but no matter how cut and dry the U.S. media endlessly, absolutely, and 100%, you know, seeing just portraying Ukraine as this poor, poor, poor little person that is just being utterly besieged by the Russian bear. And the Russians are just trouncing the country and, and such. And so let's see, we have the United States, Britain, Germany, all of the UN. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I had those kind of forces against me, that would be pretty troubling as well. Now you take the personality of Putin, for instance. He, um, he's, um, well, he's a bit intractable, let's say. A bit um, of a bottom line, no-nonsense kind of person. Now, I like that, but... American media, not so much. We can't, we absolutely cannot stand anything that is, tell it like it is. Don't like it. If it isn't just wrapped with one foil after another of some sort of babbling word salad bullshit, we just can't, can't handle it. So he's just um, a pretty straightforward guy. He he feels what he feels, and he feels it passionately. And you know, I don't. I am not Russian. Didn't grow up in Russia or Ukraine. Um, I think to a certain extent, many people want to pretend and act as though always that. You know, we can be armchair quarterbacks and that we listen to a little bit of the mainstream news. But I don't know. I mean, again, don't speak the language and I don't know the culture and I don't really know their history and I don't live there. And so it doesn't 
necessarily mean that that's required for a person to make some kind of judgment. I'm just trying to say to give it some thought, some consideration, that uh, it seems as though if anything is going out of line, particularly um, from one of uh, a U.S. sycophant, which is exactly what Zelensky in Ukraine is, then immediately when we pronounce that we're going to defend them and again start pounding our fist, and then it's sort of like all the onlookers are lesser brothers who were quiet all looking at one another and then they all start with applause oh uh, uh yes 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 of course uh, yes horrible horrible tyrant uh putin yes and and all in unison as the <clears throat> it's an echo chamber of uh support that way so i tend to instead of getting caught up in all the feel goodness of the moment. You know, I I kind of like to step back and say, hey, uh, you know, wait a minute. There's I think there's a bit gotta be a bit more to it than that. It's not simple or cut and dry. Especially not simple and cut and dry as the US media would have you think. It's very complicated. I do know one thing, and I think you know this certainly makes sense to me, that um, under the current conditions of what has where Ukraine has been headed, um, quite literally, how would you like to have entire cruise missiles, armies, and all that talking to you as Americans and uh, how would you like to do that especially if you were in the upper part of the of the country say I don't know in Great Lakes region or Minnesota or you know North Dakota those places what if Canada just drew up their armies and started putting, you know, rockets and all that across the border. Just looking around and and whistling, "Oh, no, no, no. We have we have no intention of don't pay any don't pay any mind to us. <laughs> we, no, we're just over here on the other side of the border doing our thing." Yep. Because that is the threat. That has been an ongoing threat, I do know, for many years with NATO. And basically, what I do also know is, for all intents and purposes, despite all the talk and rhetoric, um, the UN is really little more than an extension of U.S. foreign policy. It's our our personal 
army, so to speak, without having to commit our armies or military to an actual war. You know, they're they're like our paid our paid our paid guys, our mercenaries, you might say. Even though, yes, I know it has technically there is a uh that's hence the name UN that it's a coalition and it's been like that ever since this happened after the Second World War. So instead of being honest and just calling it what it actually is, which is what I just told you, which is what it is, and Russia um, recognized that. Hell, even as crazy as Joe Stalin was, he knew that. And he was quite crazy. And so did the other leaders in the former Soviet bloc as well. So they weren't they weren't wrong about that. And again, um, there were many, many bad things done under the leadership of the former Soviet Union. And uh, the last the last one who really did, to his credit, who um, tried to change things and turn them around was Gorbachev. But in, in retrospect, the sad thing was, was that it was just a whole lot too little and too late. But at least <clears throat> he, as far as that is concerned, he saw the writing on the wall, but they've all known um, the, the, the whole conflict is this, this moving, these moving pawns of, um, more or less, you could call it U.S. or the coalition. We could call it now, call it the coalition. But it's uh, either U.S. slash coalition imperialism. That's it. That's the truth. So, um, in the case of Italy, and Italy... It never has been, really, um, unless you're talking ancient history, of course. But, um, you know, it's not a military, a real military power. Uh, and, but it looks good to join up with the coalition buddies. And that's what I suspect and I'm going to pretend I'm like the great Kreskin here. Any of you folks out there just by any chance happen to remember that strike a bell? The great Kreskin predicts. You get extra bonus points if you leave a comment and you can actually tell me without looking them up. Just for memory, if you actually know who the great Kreskin was. But anyway, um... Yeah, it's it's this really very very strange time 
especially for Italy because it it gets to look good in pretending to be all humanitarian and good and just good 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 and yeah we're we're also going to we're going to defend Ukraine so yeah and uh, i don't know the first uh, the next i'd say you know 3 to 6 months it it looks really bad for Russia. And that is when everybody from every direction, one thing is ganging up on you. And the other one is, is that something one way or the other is really going to have to give because uh, basically uh, Russia or Putin or whatnot, they're, they, they have had these things in place for well over 30 years maybe 40 years when i'm talking about that i'm talking about the weapons and um if you would just consider and put this in perspective just imagine if you had been raised up all these years and you could literally see them and from a distance over the border um just stacks and stacks of um you know short-range air-to-ground missiles and they're all pointed at you <laughs> but they're very friendly you could even you know you could have a, a smoke or whatever with the military because hey they're just following orders you know they they're canadians hey what the hell they're hey they may even have a brew with you <laughs> until the orders come of course but more seriously, I'm just saying if you if you'd had that kind of threat pointing at you and saying, Oh, no, 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 we have no intention of ever firing these, then you would say, Okay, then why don't you remove them? Well <laughs> and uh that's to my understanding and this is not not just heading the borders of Ukraine, but in, you know, surrounding areas surrounding Russia. It's, it's the same story. And so, yeah, if you got, if they're on edge, how in the hell would you like to live like that? And I, uh, I believe that what... With the stalemate that's been going on, I think, you know, push has come to shove. And at least as far as this is concerned, that, you know, if they could eliminate at least just one of these threats um, in that region, I believe that that would have, you know, taken the pressure off the pressure cooker. But that's hasn't been happening. And, of course, now there's Italy. And uh, it remains to be seen. I am, I am cautiously optimistic about Miss Maloney 
Um, I don't want to snap to judgment. Probably, I'd guess, quite simply, there's just not in that, in that part, in that region, as far as the world, I, I just, I don't see, I certainly don't see any really big time involvement of conflict between Italy and Russia. Anything can happen, but I don't think so. What I do see, however, all the way back here in the good old USA, um, after January, January, February 23, a lot of the troubles, the accumulation of these troubles, um, I think it's very possible, probably very likely, that uh, we're going to see a whole lot of tr uh, big-time troubles socially here, probably in February, maybe going into March, because... Um, we've had so much to deal with over the last two, three plus years. And I, with, with everything that has been going on the way that I view it. And I'm, when I say that I'm talking, of course, about the ever and omnipresent issues and and the continuing tales of Donald Trump, which was in my last uh, broadcast. And then there's other stories, of course. There's, there's enough in the media circus to keep us amused. I was just, for instance, one little tidbit of that, when I talked about Trump in my last broadcast, and I said, uh, aren't you fucking sick of just hearing his name? <laughs> I got a, <laughs> I got some real interesting responses from that. Let me tell you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, this time I looked, and this time uh, the other mentally ill, uh, legitimately, I mean, mentally ill person in court, and now they're back to talking about Alex Jones. Now, I had the, what do you suppose, what word is it? Is it pleasure? <laughs> it depends on one's point of view, I suppose. Um, I, I, I met Alex uh, several years ago um, when he was out in the open. <laughs> and it's kind of like local boy does good. And this was in Austin, Texas. And sat down at the table, and um, because you're able to uh, approach him that way, then I'm talking about before he was, you know, really, you know, famous, and and he was always, um, but he was all, he's always been crazy, but it's sort of like an amusing crazy. It's not like uh, you know, attack people with weapons or anything like that. But he's just the guy who say, okay. 
Okay, well, Alex is a bit off, but he's funny off or whatever the hell you'd say. But, you know, I sat down and we talked for, uh, we had a beer or so, I a couple beers, and there was a couple other people around as well. And I talked to him for, I don't know, half hour, maybe half hour, 45 minutes. And I, you know, I just, yeah, and he said, and he was doing his his Alex thing. It's of course everything's on the left. It's all those people, the people beneath, you know, the ones beneath the ground, the ones beneath the ground that are called they're the real ones. I'm talking about the real ones that are the cause. And not wanting to be disrespectful, I sit there, okay. And I just, you know, because it was a, a really good place and atmosphere. And we're having some food. And, you know, it was, I didn't want to make waves. But the point is, it was that um, my friend at the time who impromptu arranged this thing for me to meet him. And and he was cheap because he, he really, really liked Alex. And he knew Alex. And he says, well, what'd you think? And I said, do you really want me to say? And he says, yeah. I said, can I be completely honest? You're not going to be mad at me. And he said, yeah. I said, I think he's as crazy as a shithouse rat. And that made my friend laugh. And by this time, you know, Alex had, was gone. And I said, I said, I can't exactly put my finger on it. But he's, I said, no, I, I think he's seriously, I think he's seriously crazy. You know, is a French fire too short of a happy meal or, you know, a few cards short of a full deck or whatever, whatever lines I could use. It's like, yep, pull your hair out of your head, batshit crazy. Anyway, my friend thought that was funny. So I saw this thing um, in the... Uh, on the media about Alex again in court. And uh, it was just, you know, it was really sad because um, I really believe that he, uh, he he needs to be in a facility. I, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think he has all his faculties. And I think that I really think he needs to be, he needs help. I think he needs to be in a facility um, and um, involuntarily committed if necessary because, you know, there's just a number of things that's, that are seriously wrong with this guy. And I, I see him as, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, walking, uh, a walking bomb, really. And nobody, you know, those people, there's lots of people that, because that's what he does, he says things that are so outlandish and so, so crazy, but he believes he's crazy. I mean, he's, he's, uh, it was obvious in the courtroom, the court scene and, and the, the transcript that I examined is the previous proceedings that it's it's not getting through to him. There's a reality disconnect that he he simply doesn't um, you know he he he's not he's not connecting the dots. He's not, and that is a 
you know, that's a common occurrence with people who are, you know, very mentally, uh, mentally ill. So, but that's my two cents on, um, that situation with Alex Jones, but I didn't start out talking about Alex Jones and I'm not going to end. I'm going to end talking about Georgia Maloney. And I think I pretty much covered everything that I wanted to say. And it would be nice <laughs> if by some miracle if someone said that this, uh, that I was in fact the first person to actually declare her the first woman prime minister. So anyway, before we judge and collectively, you know, you know, before we, the, the baby hasn't even been out of the womb, you know, give it, give it some time. Let's, let's see how things go. I just had some general ideas on it, but I thought congratulations to a person who absolutely does not know me and that I absolutely do not know and will probably never get to meet or know. <laughs> but, um, yes, um, having said that, um, I believe that that is just about it. Hey everybody, before I wrap things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website, at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comment section you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever after all this show is not about me it's about you and I really want to know what it is you want to talk about so please fill something out let me know exactly what you want to talk about and that is exactly what we will talk about other than that, all I can say is I hope you had a good day today and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.